First and foremost, though, today is University Day over on campus. It's the 230th anniversary of UNC's founding. There is a ceremony at Memorial Hall midday, and there are no classes this afternoon. Happy University Day, UNC. Turning back to local government now, it is almost early voting time. That begins next week. And as we get closer to early voting, you will hear from a group of candidates in a local race each day here on News on the Hill. We welcome candidates into our studios, ask them a series of questions pertaining to their campaign. And then while they're limited on how long they could discuss each issue, because we're trying to keep the whole thing around five minutes, you can head to chapelboro.com and find links to each candidate's website. You can also find the questions we ask. You can also find all the candidate intros that have aired so far. We're continuing to hear from Chapel Hill Carborough City Schools Board of Education candidates today. We heard last hour from Ashton Powell. We will hear next hour from Meredith Ballou. And we will hear right now from Vicki feaster Fornville. That was Vicki feaster Fornville, a candidate for Chapel Hill Carborough City Schools Board of Education. You can find that audio on the 2023 elections page at chapelboro.com. Earlier in the show, we heard from candidate Ashton Powell, and later in the show, we'll hear from candidate Meredith Ballou. Again, you can find all the candidates for local office on chapelboro.com, introducing themselves in their own words as soon as they air here on the radio. We mentioned yesterday, several Democratic lawmakers in Raleigh walked out of a vote for a resolution to support Israel after the Hamas terrorist attacks this past weekend. One of those was local representative Renee Price, in a statement, she told 97.9 The Hill and Chapelboro.com, quote, Certainly the situation in the Middle East is a travesty. Please know that I absolutely condemn the terrorist attacks by Hamas on Israel and the taking of innocent civilian hostages and the slaughter of innocent people. I decline to vote for the resolution because it falls short of considering all aspects or dimensions of the situation. The resolution urges Congress to support the nation of Israel, yet nothing is mentioned concerning the safety and well-being of innocent Palestinian and Israeli civilians, including children who live in Gaza and had nothing to do with the attacks. Price continues, My concern is for the Israelis, the Palestinians, and the foreigner visitors or immigrants who are suffering the consequences and sacrificing their lives because of extremism. My prayer is for the cessation of violence, humanitarian aid to all innocent people, and a resolution of peace throughout the land. End quote. Again, that's a statement released to chapelboro.com from Representative Renee Price on her decision to walk out of a vote of a resolution supporting Israel. Similarly, State Senator Greg Meyer tweeted a thread explaining his position. Meanwhile, students on campus at UNC were demonstrating near the Wilson Library. There were about 80 students or so protesting in solidarity with Palestine and a dozen or so pro-Israeli supporters showed up for a counter-protest. Both of those protests have concluded as of this afternoon. Some local business news now. Classic Carolina on Franklin Street has reopened. The business had been closed since the tragic death of owners Druva and Chris Shalani in an automobile accident last month. The business will now be run by Chris's sister. We got more news to get to. Kind of a big one, in fact. It was about a year ago that the future redevelopment of 306 West Franklin was first announced and caught some in the downtown Chapel Hill community by surprise. And here we are about 11 months later, and the life science-focused developers are holding community information sessions, and they've changed their designs a little since the initial announcement. 
97.9 The Hills, Brighton McConnell shares the latest on what's changed regarding the project's concepts and the early stages of what will be a major downtown change. Longfellow Real Estate Partners is a developer with significant North Carolina ties, which its representatives said on October 3rd helps inform them on the local life sciences market. The group is proposing a multiple-story building at the site of the current building, home to the Blue Dogwood Market, Purple Bowl, and other small businesses, which would eventually house life sciences lab space and ground floor retail once redeveloped. Greg Capps, who is a managing director with Longfellow, maintains the opportunity to create this life sciences center is one that helps Chapel Hill's economy be less student-driven and more year-round. Capps also mentioned how, despite other life science options being planned for Chapel Hill and in the Triangle, the market is still robust. He said, compared to the other premier life science hubs in the country, there is significantly less new space planned for such businesses and projects, which will make this Franklin Street location attractive. Here, the market is a little over 7% vacant, and we've got less than 500,000 square feet of new lab space that's currently under construction. Historically speaking, and kind of where we are as a market right now, we feel strongly that there's enough demand to meet the type of supply that we're looking at adding to Chapel Hill. The public information meeting is one of the first opportunities for community updates since Longfellow purchased the site of the Fifth Third Bank adjacent to the main parcel of this project. Michael Stevenson with Perkins Eastman said the new building layout is going to be an L shape around that current Fifth Third parcel, which will be turned into an open green space for pedestrians and patrons to use. Stevenson said a clear walkway from Rosemary Street to Franklin Street will also be created for this area and might be a big draw. It's a very long block from Church to Roberson. It's about 1,600 feet. So the idea is to make a very nice, safe, well-lit pedestrian passageway connecting Franklin Street with Rosemary and the neighborhoods to the north. Many of the public's questions and comments on October 3rd revolved around the life sciences market, the context of the building downtown, and changes to parking. But a major theme through the questions was also around the small businesses in that area of Franklin Street. Casey Angel, the communications director for Longfellow, pointed to the history of working with local businesses to fill out the available ground floor spaces once redevelopment is finished. He said across Longfellow's entire portfolio, they refrain from using chains and instead focus on small businesses that will be supported by the people who work in the building above and the town around the site. We try to take these buildings and represent the best of the communities that we invest in. And so it's really important to have a little bit of a mirror effect. So when the community looks at a project like this, they see themselves in it. It's important. It's not just a Starbucks or a subway. And so that's something that's very important. The 306 West Franklin Street redevelopment by Longfellow is tentatively scheduled to come before both the Chapel Hill Planning Commission and Town Council again in the next two weeks. For 97.9 The Hill, I'm Brighton McConnell. Thank you, Brighton. A couple other quick notes. We do have the Fitch Lumber and Hardware 100 Years in Business Anniversary Birthday Party Bash going on at Fitch Lumber and Hardware over in Carborough. They're going to be at it for another half hour or so. So if you have a chance to make it over there, I encourage you to do so. You can get food from Al's Burger Shack, the Latin Grill, and Craft Borough Brewing Company. And there's also live music and a bunch of other stuff going on. So if you can make it over there for the last half hour to celebrate 100 years of Fitch Lumber and Hardware, I encourage you to do so. Also, heads up, today is the first day of the North Carolina State Fair 
You can make your way over to chapelboro.com for an article outlining some of the highlights and help you plan your trip over to the fair. Time now to talk sports, and we'll start sports by talking a little bit of basketball because I'm not going to be apologetic about it. I am pretty fired up for the upcoming basketball season, and it's not just the men's team. While they're compelling and um, exciting with the returning stars and adding a bunch of new faces in there as well, women's team also looks like they're on the verge of a massive level up, so I'm going to be paying close attention to that. We get to start paying close attention to all of it tomorrow night for live action with Carolina basketball. Marks the unofficial start to the season in Chapel Hill. Both the men's and women's teams will be there, and both are carrying those high expectations into this coming season. Here's what men's coach Hubert Davis had to say last week about the spotlight shining on Chapel Hill. This is Carolina, so irregardless, it doesn't matter what year, what season, the expectations of this team and of this program never changes. And so it's unavoidable every year here at Carolina. And so you're just going to have to deal with it. And you're going to have to thrive in this type of atmosphere where everyone is looking, everyone is talking, everyone is paying attention, and you have to be able to put yourself in a position to be successful. It is what it is. If you don't want the light shine on you, then this isn't the place for you. And so I don't think it really matters whether going to the championship game or not. The spotlight is on you when you come to play at the Carolina. UNC men's basketball head coach Hubert Davis speaking there. Remember that you can see Hubert and the rest of the Tar Heels live action with Carolina basketball Friday at 7 p.m. at the Smith Center. Today was media day for the women's basketball team. I suggest you follow Michael Coe on Twitter if you want to hear some of the inside scoop for what happened there. And I'm sure he's in process of getting something up on chapelboro.com about that as well. So look for that in the next 24 hours or so. Meanwhile, you want storylines. I like this one, too. The gymnastics team has released their schedule for the season. That team is on the rise anyway. And then this is actually the first year ever of ACC gymnastics competition. The conference made it the 28th of varsity sport at the beginning of the academic year. Season begins for UNC with the blue-white interest squad at Carmichael Arena on December 3rd. And they will get that inaugural ACC competition under the way, underway on January 19th against NC State. You can find the full schedule and ticket info at GoHeels.com. One quick note from football. The team will be wearing their throwback uniforms against Miami. One more reason to keep an eye on that big game this weekend.